So today we are talking about the Good Shepherd. But before we start talking about the Good Shepherd, I want to take us back about 1,600 years or so to another shepherd. This shepherd had grown up in a palace. He'd lived a life of palace luxury. And then he'd done something that the people he lived with would see as unforgivable. And if he was found out, a thing that would cost him his life. So this shepherd, he left that palace for the wilderness that surrounded. He found a priest who was willing to employ him as a shepherd, and later he married that priest's daughter. And so that shepherd who'd grown up in the palace, he found himself in the wilderness tending a flock of sheep, leading them, caring for them, very much like our good shepherd. Then, one day, while the shepherd was in the wilderness, he saw something supernatural. He saw a fire that wasn't burning anything. I wonder if you've guessed our shepherd's name. And as this shepherd approached the fire, the fire spoke to him. Moses, it called, Moses. And Moses, the shepherd who had grown up in the palace, he said, here I am. I don't know about you, but I'm not sure that would be my reaction if a uh, burning bush called my name. Not sure my immediate reaction would be, here I am. But that's what this shepherd said. And the fire said, take off your shoes for you're standing on holy ground. And Moses obeyed. And he approached the fire and he listened and he talked. And God, who was in that fire, laid out these plans for freeing the Israelites from slavery. And as God laid out these plans before Moses, and Moses questioned and considered those plans, Moses asked something, a really important question that would become a really defining question. Moses said, when I go to the Israelite elders and I tell them this plan, who should I say has sent me? What should I tell them is the name of the God in the burning bush? And God answered, tell them, I am who I am. The Hebrew word is Yahweh. I am who I am. Say, that is my name. My name is Yahweh. I am who I am. So when Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, he wasn't using those words by accident. By using those words, he was really deliberately calling attention to the name of God and using it to refer to himself. We're doing a series on the I Ams down in Kids Church over the summer, and the question we've been continually asking ourselves is, how would we feel if someone came into our church 
and got up the front and told us that they were God. How would we feel about that? Because I don't think I'd be particularly happy about that. How would we feel? Maybe angry, unsettled, sad? Hopefully, we'd be in a loving frame of mind and we might think that maybe the person was unwell, perhaps they were drunk, or maybe they'd taken some kind of substance and they needed our help and our support. Hopefully, we would want to help them, not as happened when Jesus did this in the synagogue, uh, tried to throw them off a cliff. Hopefully, that would not be our reaction, but it would be so disturbing, so unsettling for us. And I think hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? We can look back now and we can see exactly who Jesus was. We can see the whole picture. We can see that he is who he says he is. But I wonder if we would have felt that way at the time. I'm not sure that I would have. I think I would have had a lot of questions. The things that Jesus was saying were really, really controversial. And I think it's easy for us to hear that statement now, I am the good shepherd, and think that's a really lovely statement. That's such a beautiful sentiment. That's such a great picture of how Jesus is for us. But let's not miss how outrageous it was that Jesus claimed such a thing. You know, throughout the Old Testament, God is referred to as the shepherd and Israel as the flock. Probably our most well-known example is Psalm 23. I think most of us could probably say a few verses of that from memory without having to look it up. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. But it's not just there. Throughout the Old Testament, God is referred to as the shepherd and Israel as the flock. This is a really bold and outrageous claim that Jesus is making to be that shepherd. And what do we learn about our good shepherd? I think we've probably all heard that ancient shepherds, they weren't very much like our shepherds in this country today. They didn't drive their flocks in front of them with quad bikes or dogs. They led their flock and their sheep knew their own shepherd's voice and they heard and they followed. Sometimes when I'm in here, when I've come to work and I'm just doing an office day, I don't have any groups on, um, I bring my dog in with me. His name is Doug. He is a great big hairy golden retriever. Uh, he's quite sweet. Um, he's a little bit dim at times and he does slightly have some sheep vibes. He's big and kind of cream coloured and he has that slight reputation for not being very bright. And when I bring him, he loves coming to church, absolutely loves coming in. It's his, it's his highlight of his week. And his favourite bit of the day is when I have to go somewhere else in the building. My office is just back there, when I have to go somewhere else in the building to get something or do something, because he likes to come with me. 
And, you know, the staff team are happy and comfortable with Doug. So if there's no outside groups in, I don't usually take a lead with me. I walk through the building and he happily follows along behind me wherever I go. And that's the picture I have in my mind when I think of the shepherd and the sheep in ancient times. Doug just happily trotting along behind me as I go to the different places in the building. And along the way, he finds interesting things that he wants to look at or sniff. Sometimes he finds people who are willing to pay attention to him and give him some cuddles, which is the absolute highlight of his day. Why does he follow me? Because he knows me. He knows my voice. And quite frankly, because he knows I've got the good stuff. <laughs> he knows I've got the treats. He knows that I'm a source of fun and play for him. He knows that I'll provide him with food and water. He knows I'll take him somewhere when he can go to the bathroom when he needs to go. He knows that I'll treat him with kindness and love and we enjoy spending time together. We have a relationship and we enjoy each other's company. So while I don't really understand very much about ancient shepherds and their sheep, I do understand my own relationship with my own dog. And that is the picture that I have in my mind when I think of the shepherd and the sheep, that joyful following that comes from relationship and care and love. And this passage is often linked with the parable of the lost sheep, which is what we heard uh, in an excellent acting form at the start of our service. I thought our sheep actors did fabulously there. Uh, and that's the story that the kids are focusing on in kids' church today. The shepherd with 100 sheep, he counts them in, and one is missing. And what does he do? Does he leave his 99 unprotected? Does he neglect that one in favour of the 99 that are safe and well that he can protect? Or does he go looking for that one? And of course, he seeks out that one. <clears throat> but something struck me when I was preparing for Kids Church, when I was planning the session for them, that's not really struck me about this before. And perhaps... It's a silly thing or an obvious thing. But the thing that struck me is that the shepherd, the good shepherd, who Jesus is claiming to be, he wasn't being careless with his flock. It wasn't that he wasn't paying enough attention or that one just kind of slipped through the net or, you know, that that sheep maybe got stuck in something and the shepherd didn't notice. That's not what happened, because the shepherd's job is to lead the flock, and the sheep's job is to listen for the shepherd's voice and to follow. So what happened with that one sheep? It must have got sidetracked. It must have got distracted by something that in that moment seemed more interesting than following the shepherd's voice. It made the decision not to follow the shepherd. It made the decision to tune out the voice 
of the shepherd. And the shepherd kept going, and the 99 sheep followed, and that one sheep decided not to. And maybe later on it then found itself in a bit of bother, and it wondered where its shepherd had gone. Maybe it regretted not following. But in that moment, the sheep decided not to follow. And if Jesus is that shepherd and we are the sheep, what does he do when we decide not to follow him? What does he do when we get distracted by something that seems more interesting in the moment than he is? What does he do when we tune out his voice in favour of the world around us? He comes and finds us. He finds us. He searches for us. And then he invites us to follow him once again. He invites us to listen to his voice and to follow him out of whatever mess we've got ourselves into. This is a shepherd that loves us so much he's willing to lay down his life for us. And he did. I want to finish with something for us to take away and to think about. So here it is. I wonder what you make of that bit about the sheep that aren't yet in the flock. What do you make of that bit? Jesus says, I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. I wonder what do you think that means for us? If we take the historical context into account, we could surmise that Jesus was probably talking about the Jews and the Gentiles, the Jews who had always been referred to as Jesus' flock. To the Jews, it was quite a crazy idea, Jesus saying, there's more sheep out there. There's more people out there. And yet here we are. Unless we have grown up uh, following the Jewish religion, we are Gentiles. And here we are, part of Jesus' flock of sheep. And the thing about the Good Shepherd is that he's always looking to grow his flock. And I wonder what you think our role in that is. Because... In my experience, God is infinitely capable of doing things himself. He doesn't need our help. But he delights in doing things with us. And he invites us to be part of what he's doing. So where is God inviting each of us to help him grow his flock? Where is God inviting you to help him grow his flock? We've been talking in our Nurturing Faith series about ways that we can have conversations with our non-Christian friends, with our children, with our families. Where is God challenging you to do that this week? In the autumn, we're embarking on the Sacred Pathways course, exploring different ways to connect to God. Who's God prompting you to invite to that? The good shepherd 
loves his sheep. He loves us. He cares for them. He provides for them. He leads them through difficult places. He brings them to good things, good grass, good water. He protects them. He stands between them and danger. And he sacrifices his own life for them. He is faithful in a way that the hired hand is not. He loves his flock. And he leads them. He invites them to listen for his voice. He invites them to be part of what he's doing in growing his flock. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the good shepherd, that you care for us and you lead us, and that you invite us to be part of what you're doing. Please, will you give us ears to hear what you're saying to us this morning? Please, will you give us a heart for those people who you so want to be part of your sheep flock? Perhaps you have a name in mind. Perhaps a name came to you as we were talking. Bring that name to God now. Lord, for those people, we thank you. We thank you for your love of them. We thank you that you want them to be part of your sheep flock. Please, will you help us to be part of that work? Please, will you help us know what to do and what to say? Please, will you give us courage where we need it? We thank you for who you are and for your great love for us. Amen. We are going to respond by singing a great song based on Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd.